Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, here's Linda with this week's message. I just really love this song, and so I wanted you to hear more of the words before I interrupted you with the message. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I love to look at your faces and and just um, see what God's doing. Yeah, he's, God is, he, things are um, escalating (laughs) for the kingdom. Um, How many of you feel that? You feel that God is, he's moving and doing extraordinary things among us. And so I'm excited. I feel like I told that we've been praying During this prayer and fasting time, Horizon is in a time of fasting and prayer. And so we've been praying for revival and for breakthrough. And I feel, I told several of the prayers, I feel like we're on the cusp. We're on the edge. And I intend for us to tip over this time. Instead of pulling back, instead of reverting to what we've always been or how we've always done things, that will tip over the edge. Really believe God. Really believe him. Really believe him. I mean, really, really, really believe him. Um, I think Pastor Tamara is tipping over the edge. She, on Sunday, she led the, (laughs) she led worship with no, no, no lights, no sound, no nothing. And what was it? It was amazing. Yeah, and then tonight, she went off the grid again. Do you know what I thought you were going to do? I thought you were going to sing Beautiful One when you (laughs) Oh, thank you. I matched the slide, yeah. (laughs) I... Well, you gave me this for my birthday, and so you created the slides. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah. The reason why I brought up the the song, Beautiful One, if you remember that song, Beautiful One, I Love. I'm not a singer. Beautiful One, I Adore. Beautiful One, My Soul Will Sing. She's a singer. So, Tamara, who is my daughter, She had a dream one night, and the Lord came to her, and she, you ask him what he wanted, or, okay, she can tell it. Oh, I just, I had this dream, and I don't know, it's one of those dreams where I actually, I don't know, it was like I saw the Lord, so it was just amazing. Sorry, my cord's hanging out, I have a tail. Um, Anyway, uh, the Lord he came and I was sitting on his lap, which was really funny. And I, cause I'm not really, I mean, I'm not a lap sitter type person, you know? Uh, but anyway, I was sitting on his lap and, um, he was like really big compared to me and he was all white and shiny. 
and he had on a white robe and um and I was just sitting there just happy as can be just like pure peace just nice and then all these women were kind of coming in we were in kind of like a garden area and they're coming through the the door all these women and women were just kind of milling around and I was just sitting there with the Lord and then all of a sudden he kind of like you know how you like try to wake up a kid that's on your lap he kind of wakes me up and he goes do you think maybe you should sing a song now? And I was like, oh, you know. And then he was like, how about Beautiful One? Isn't that cool? So that's why I like that song. Well, Jesus likes it. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that beautiful? God is giving dreams to people all over our planet. I was in a store recently, and there was a young woman in there, and the Lord drew me to her. I had this feeling that she needed ministry, and so I went up to her and started a conversation. She worked at the store, and there weren't any customers at that time. Found out that she was Buddhist, and so I said to her, I started talking to her about Buddhism and asking her questions about her faith and what she felt and, and that she obviously had a desire for God. And then I said to her, do you know that God is giving people dreams, Buddhists, in other nations where I've been? God is giving them dreams about Jesus. And she said, really? And I said, yeah, would you like to hear a couple of them? (laughs) And she said, well, she was, you know, she did work there, and I was a customer, so she did say, she said, okay. And so I began to tell her a couple of dreams. She's from Vietnam, and I've been to many places around her nation where I've spoken with people who have had dreams where they've seen Jesus. So I began to tell her about a couple of those dreams, and her eyes got bigger and bigger and whiter and whiter. And then I said to her, I said, would you like God to give you a dream about Jesus? And she said, I don't know. (laughs) But I told her, I said, I'll be praying for you that he will. So I went back a few days ago to find her again. And sure enough, she was there. And there were no customers around again. And I asked her, (laughs) I'll tell you later. So I asked her, I said, so did you have a dream yet where Jesus came to you? And she said, not yet, but other things have been happening. (laughs) And then she began to tell me a couple of other things, and she said, I think those happen because you're praying. And I said, yeah, because God loves you. She's going to come to Jesus. People everywhere are hungry for Jesus. And, oh, when when we... Speak to people about Jesus. Um, Don't you just feel like you can fly afterwards? Just like, wow, that's what I was made for, to tell people about Jesus and to see the hunger and enjoy just um, helping them in that deep place where where they really want him. Everybody wants a Savior like Jesus. Yeah, they just don't know it yet, but they do. And we're going to tell them all over our city, aren't we? Yes, we are. Well, right now, before we transition into the real message, 
Um, we want to commission at least one person for prayer team here at His Way. Melissa, we want you to come forward. Here at His Way, the prayer team at the end of His Way that is always up front. Hi, Melissa. <laughs> the prayer team that is always up here available to pray for you. They have gone through training. They've gone through um, classes. They have read a book I wrote, Prayer Team Training Handbook. They have interviewed with me. Then they have shadowed a mentor. And so they are truly trustworthy people. Um, it is, it's just horrible, isn't it, all that training and stuff you had to go through? It's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. awesome. It really was awesome. Everybody should do it, even if you're not going to be on the prayer team. You really should read the books and go through the training. It, like, sets you free in your own prayer time. It really does. I didn't even pay you or anything. That was awesome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, okay, well. Yeah, well, we want to commission Melissa. We commissioned her at Horizon, but not yet here at His Way. Is there anybody else? Vicki, Chris, where are you? Do we commission you at his way or only horizon? Come up here. Anybody else we commissioned in church? Joanna. Yay. Yeah, you too. And those of you prayer team ministers, come up with them. Come stand with them. Yay. Anybody else? We have Melissa and Joanna and Vicki. Anybody else? Okay. Well, what we do is we get some oil out because oil consecrates and sets apart for the work of the ministry according to the word of God in the Bible. And so what we do is we put a little bit of oil on our fingers we try not to get them oily, especially if they just wash their hair. So we take a little bit of oil on our fingers, which represents the Holy Spirit. And then we pray for a commissioning. And this is not a ritual. This is something that actually transpires in heaven. This is something that um, God planned. Yeah, that he set you apart for the work of the kingdom on the prayer team. And so we want to commission you here at His Way. And so, Vicki, thank you for being willing to serve on the prayer team. And your love is as big as the sky. You just, your prayers are powerful and effective. Carol, we've heard Vicki pray in the prayer tower, and the sweet presence of the Lord comes in in such power. Thank you for serving. And now we commission you at His way for the work of prayer team. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Oh, Melissa, when you hug us, we feel heaven. <laughs> You're one of those people who walk by and we go, wait, I smelled heaven. <laughs> oh, 
Melissa. Thank you for, thank you for serving God through the prayer team. Thank you for loving him so much. Thank you for giving his love to others. Thank you for your faith. And now, Melissa, we commission you for the work of prayer team at his way. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Praise God. Do you feel God? Okay. <laughs> Joanna, oh, you, your reach is so big. Your influence, your sphere, you touch so many people for the kingdom. Thank you for being willing to serve on, on prayer team and, and for using your gifts. You have many, many gifts. Thank you for serving here. Now we commission you for the work of the kingdom on prayer team here at His Way. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Father. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Many miracles flowing through you. Many miracles. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay, you can stand behind me and be like a choir if you want tonight. <laughs> well, if you want to take your outline at the top of your outline tonight you are going to find out how to be beautiful more beautiful now I have oil on my glasses Marla <laughs> thank you well we want to renew the glow how many of you know the story of Moses that when he went up on the mountaintop with God and he spent several days up on the mountaintop seeking God that he came down and his face was glowing so much that he had to put something over his face because he was blinding people with this glow. I want that. We, <laughs> we are living in a time and an age when we are going after all kinds of things to make our faces glow. I just got this brand new great highlighter and I can put it on my face and just, you know what, it looks so great at home and then I go out and I get in my car and I look in the mirror and I go, oh. <laughs> but don't we put sparkly stuff, I mean, under our eyebrows and on our eyelids and by the way, for the young women here, enjoy the eyeshadow. Because when you hit 66, you don't get to wear all that eyeshadow anymore. You have creases. <laughs> but all of these makeups, all of these different products that are available to us right now to make us glow. And Moses did it just by being with God. Thanks, Marla. Well, if you want to take that outline right at the top, let the beauty 
of the Lord our God be upon us. We just got permission to be beautiful. Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, oh God, establish the work of our hands. And now, Father, would you, would you customize this message? Lord, to each and every individual, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, would you go to each and every, every single person and, and meet the need immediately that they have? Lord, I thank you that you promised me that you would. And so, oh God, we're expectant. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number one, the Bible says that our faces will be radiant when we spend time with God. Your face will be radiant. The best highlighter. Right under that, beauty ads proclaim. Get your celebrity look, full lash, bloom, mascara. Do you know that mascara is the top number one beauty product? It is passed up lipstick. I know, it's shocking. Mascara. You can get that full lash bloom mascara. Full, full lash bloom bloom I don't know bloom I yeah I'm picturing that yeah okay okay you can you can kiss wrinkles age spot age spots and crow's feet goodbye get glow renewal lotion you can have miracle blur results <laughs> Don't you know blur is the new thing? You get this blur foundation and a blur. <laughs> Your pores vanished. Perfect eyebrows. Perfect. Spectacular nails. Spectacular. Bullet point, at the end of the 19th century, medical science became interested in anti-aging products and discovered many common treatments were highly toxic, like fly dung. That's what the Egyptians used, fly dung. How do you even collect enough fly dung? <laughs> You'd have to have a lot of flies. <laughs> So the first safe moisturizers came out, came about in this era, right around 1900. Before that, the thousands of years that planet Earth has been here, we didn't have safe moisturizers. Today, in 2019, a new survey finds that a woman in the U.S. will spend up to 300000 on beauty products in her lifetime. 300,000. I'd rather have a Ferrari. (laughs) 
the average woman supposedly it's only 30,000, but yeah, yeah, 30,000. Currently, women across our planet spend 426 billion a year on beauty products. Obviously, number two, we desire to be beautiful. Obviously, we desire to be beautiful. Now, if you've lost your desire to be beautiful, come up to the prayer team afterwards because something's wrong. We do have a desire to be beautiful, and I recommend that what was the old, it, the old evangelist said? Um, when I was growing up, makeup and fingernail polish were sinful, especially red lipstick. If you wore red lipstick, then you were a what kind of woman? Yeah, one of those, yeah. So <laughs> an evangelist came into our church. Do you know what an evangelist is? It's a preacher who marches back and forth and preaches fiery. And you feel convicted. And you run forward and you get saved again. And so an evangelist came and he said something so radical. He said, if the barn needs painting, paint it. And we all got free and we all started wearing lipstick. Until we moved, Tom and I moved to Oklahoma. We were youth pastors in Oklahoma. And I wore nail polish and some of the women would come out and shake my hand after the service and look at my fingernails. And if I had nail polish on, they would look at me and go. So I stopped wearing nail polish. I mean, it wasn't worth it. So I stopped wearing nail polish. I wear it now. So obviously we desire to be beautiful. I put my prayer on here that I pray and I ask father this all the time I'm always saying to him when I get ready I want my hair to look good you know and our hair is our glory the bible said that's why you get to spend tons on your hair it's your glory the bible said so and so I always want my hair to look good and I'm always saying oh god let your beauty be upon my hair. Let the beauty of Jesus be on my face. Oh, God, make my face shine. When you have a shiny face, people want to know why. They're attracted. We as Christian women, it's okay for us to be attractive. It's not okay for us to be attractive by wearing low-cut stuff and hanging out all our stuff to be attractive. <laughs> it's not okay. Do you know what Beth Moore said about that? I love what she said. Beth Moore, she's a famous female speaker, and she did a big old teaching about it. She's so brave. She said, only mean girls show cleavage. <laughs> she said that. Get the teach. That's why you're so nice. (laughs) 
So let the beauty of Jesus be seen on me. This is my prayer. I want his beauty to be seen on me. People tell me, tell me fairly often that my face glows. I hope they're saying it to you too. I see some really glowy faces. <laughs> Number three, the presence of the Lord makes a difference in your life. The Holy Spirit, whoops, I didn't do too, right? Yes, I did. The presence of the Lord makes a difference in your life. The Holy Spirit even changes the way you look. Yes. Yes. In the last few days, I have had three people who have had immediate healing and their countenance went from darkness to light. Now, I want to tell you a little bit more about those stories, but let's go a little farther on the outline, and then I will tell you more. His way women look young regardless of their age. Huh, Mary Lou? Their eyes sparkle, and they have physical strength. Mary Lou and Jack are some of my personal heroes. Raise your hand, Mary Lou. Mary Lou is one of our counselors on staff. I won't tell you how old Mary Lou is, but I will tell you her husband is 90. Wow. And he didn't marry a child bride. <laughs> Pastor Nancy is head of our counseling department. Pastor Nancy, raise your hand. And I won't tell you how old Pastor Nancy is either, but her husband. <laughs> but the beauty of the Lord Jesus Christ is upon her. Petite. We have so many women here. I am asked often, why do the His Way women not age? It's time with God. Like Moses. Number four, when filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be able to say, like Peter and John, I'm about to read this, look at me and see results. Okay, here we go. This is Peter and John, and this is Acts chapter 3. If you have your Bible or your device, or you can just close your eyes and listen if you want to. This is beginning with verse 1 of chapter 3 of Acts. This is one of my favorite stories. I think it's probably some of yours as well. Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. This is 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Don't you think that's a good time to go to prayer? And 8 o'clock in the morning and 9 o'clock at night and midnight and 3 a.m., they went up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, 3 o'clock p.m., and a certain man lame from his mother's womb. Now picture this. This child, this man, never walked. 
lame from the time he came out of his mother's womb all his life never walked he was lame he was lame from his mother's womb was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple which is called beautiful to ask alms from those who entered the temple how many of you have gone into a church somewhere and seen a beggar or a needy person laying outside asking for money I always love to talk with those with those who are outside the temple I always feel wow they've got they get to hang out by the temple all day I had an incredible experience in the Yucatan Tom and I were in the Yucatan to minister at a church and we went to a big church in Santa Cruz in that oh no that was Bolivia we went to a big church in um can't remember the name of that little town anyway we went to a church there and when we walked up the stairs to go in that church there was a lady sitting on the stairs with a handout begging and as we walked by her I stopped and I hugged her and she spoke Spanish I speak English we couldn't communicate but um, I just I was blessed by her and then we went ahead and went in the church and when we came out of the church she was still there and so I got some money out and we gave her some money and then I sat down next to her and she began to prophesy over me in Spanish but I could understand every word I was overwhelmed of course <laughs> I'm just astonished and amazed and still remember the things that she said in Spanish that I understood in English that went straight into my heart and so then I got super excited and Tom and I already walked down the block and I went after him Tom Tom you won't believe what happened this lady this lady she prophesied about me in Spanish and I understood her and he turned around and I turned around and she was not there you have had experiences like that as well you might have one tomorrow what does scripture say in Hebrews you entertain angels unaware pay attention <laughs> so they were there and these this man who was born lame was lame by that temple door verse 3 when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple he asked them for alms can you hear him alms 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 probably wasn't looking up at them probably didn't expect a whole lot just hoping maybe for a little money or maybe some food alms alms the next verse says verse 4 and fixing his eyes on him with John Peter 
said, look at us. Look, look, look at us. Look up. Look at us. Look, look. I don't have any silver or gold, but look what you're getting. Look, look at us. Scripture goes on to say that when they looked, when they looked up, when he looked up at Peter and John, (laughs) that all of a sudden, the electric current of God moved through them and touched that man who had never walked in his life. And the next verse says, he got up and he was leaping. Oh, can any, I need a ballerina. <laughs> he was leaping and praising God. His legs should have been a trophy, shouldn't they? Shouldn't they have been completely unable to move? What a miracle. Do you have enough nerve tomorrow when you go to work or the store or wherever you are to go up to somebody, maybe God pinpointed them and maybe they're in need, to go up to them and say, look, look, look at me. I'm about to give you an electric current from God. (laughs) Tom and I just got off came back from vacation. Um, We've been back a week and a half, I think. Feels like about three months. (laughs) And during our vacation, I'm always looking for somebody in need. I hope you are too. And as we were on um, in this city, we had gotten off a ship. We were on a big ship. And we got off the ship and we came into the city and I spotted a woman who was in a wheelchair and on oxygen. And so I immediately started asking, Holy Spirit, can I go and pray for her? Oh, come on, Holy Spirit. Tugging on him. Come on, Holy Spirit, can I go pray for her? And so I felt like he gave me the go-ahead. So I, I told Tom, I said, Tom, I'll be back. I'm going to go pray for that woman over there in the wheelchair. And Tom said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know we all have different gifts, every one of us? One of my primary gifts happens to be evangelism and, and through healing. Healing, we're having a healing revival. And so people are getting evangelized through getting well. I mean, when you get healed, you're jarred into the reality of the kingdom. And so that's one of my gifts. One of Tom's gifts is generosity. Um, he'll, he distributes money. Yeah, I take note of that. <laughs> another one, of, oh, Tom has so many gifts. Um, another one of his gifts, and it's administration. He's a brilliant businessman. And so he has many gifts, but one of mine is evangelism. So I said, I want to go pray for that lady. So I went over and I approached her. 
And I had my sunglasses on, and I, I kind of got down on her level, and I said, excuse me. I said, you're so brave. And she said, what? <laughs> I said, you're so brave. You, you've come on a trip, because she was obviously a tourist, with an oxygen, you know, the oxygen and with the wheelchair. And I said, you're so brave to do that. And she just looked at me, and so I pulled off my sunglasses so she could look at me. And when I pulled off my sunglasses, she she became different. And then she said to me, what's your name? And I said, well, my name's Linda. What's your name? And she said, my name's Susan. I said, Susan, would you like me to pray for you that God will heal you? And she said, well, I don't know. And I said, would you like to hear a story about how God healed somebody else? And she said, no, no, no. She said, you can pray for me. <laughs> She's a wise woman. <laughs> so I asked her, I said, would you mind if I touch you, if I put my hand on you and, and I touch you while I pray? And she said, well, I guess that would be Okay. And so I put my hand on her shoulder, and I ask Father God to minister his deep love to her and that he would touch her lungs and that they would begin to rejuvenate. And then I ask him that he would strengthen her so that she could walk again. And by the time I finished praying for her, she looked different. Her countenance had changed. About that time, her husband came over, and he said, what's going on here? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, Susan told him, she said, well, she's praying for me that I'll be healed. And he said, oh. <laughs> and then I said, well, God bless you both and expect, expect there'll be change because God always loves to heal people. And then I walked off. And then Tom and I went and sat down for a while longer, and then we were walking back to the boat when I heard somebody over there, a man's voice yelling, Linda, Linda. <laughs> well, of course, I wanted to hear him say, my wife's walking around and she's totally healed, of course. But what he did say was amazing. He came over to me and he said, Linda, and he stood right in front of me and he said, I want to be like you. When they see the glow and your renewed glow, then people are going to be drawn. They're going to be drawn to him, drawn to his love, drawn to his beauty through you, beautiful women. Okay, let's try to conquer the outline, and then I'm going to tell you those three stories really fast. So Peter and John, right below number four, after Peter and John were filled with the Holy Spirit, because remember, they were disciples of Jesus, who he just found. They didn't have the Holy Spirit until Jesus was glorified. Even though Jesus Christ was with them, they were piggybacking 
tailgating, no, not tailgating, um, coattails. They were riding on the coattails <laughs> of Jesus. So when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they went to the temple gate and the beggar asked them for money. The first words they spoke to him were, look on us. You see, they knew that a look of power and boldness had come upon them because of God's presence. They knew that the life of the Holy Spirit on the inside of them had changed the way they looked on the outside and their whole countenance reflected an inner work of God's presence. You can save big money if you spend time with God. (laughs) Now, here in Nevada, where the air is dry, you may still have to moisturize, but you don't have to buy all all the... Yeah, yeah. Number five, we can do this. There is a great current of power that has been placed in you when you become God's child through Jesus Christ. The power depends on how much we are willing to let go of the wounds and inner pain we harbor against God or others or ourselves. And here is the amazing thing that God spoke to me four days ago. He said, immediate freedom from that lingering thing. The Lord said immediate. I love Now I feel self-conscious. Yeah. Okay, the beauty of Jesus be seen on me. The Lord said immediate freedom from that lingering thing. Now when something happens three times in four days, I really pay attention. And this is what happened last week. First of all, I was in a counseling session with a young woman And she felt that she had been stuck for many years. And she wanted so much. She's desperate to be free. She doesn't want to be stuck in that place anymore of of feeling the the condemnation and the the powerlessness and um, those feelings of insecurity, of feeling ugly. She wanted so much to be free. And as she came to my office last week, I thought, okay, Lord, we can set up some counseling sessions for the next few weeks, and we can bring freedom to her. Now, by the way, God is not allowing me to take on clients right now to take on counseling other. So please forgive me if I've said no to you about counseling we have, a, we have an amazing counseling crew here of four women and one man. And so we have great counselors on the staff. And I only take on 
a counselee when God taps me on the shoulder and says, do this. So she's in my office, and we are sitting on the couch, and I keep thinking so many of the things that get people stuck happen in their childhood, and they don't even remember it. And so I ask her, I said, what happened to you when you were a very small child? What is your earliest memory? And she began to tell me about something that had happened to her that caused her to feel completely powerless as a little child. And she told me that I knew God wanted to restore her because as she had gotten older, when she had been bullied, when drugs came along, when, when there was the, you know, the, oh, so much, the suicide spirit. When those things came and tempted her, she felt powerless to resist them because of the powerlessness that had come in as a child. And so as she got older, it seemed like it was impossible to resist. And so I said, let's go back to that moment when you were a child and ask Jesus where he is. Now, you might say it's not fair that things happen to children that affect their whole entire lives. And I want to say to you, no, it would not be fair unless there's a redeemer who can restore and heal anything that has happened. And so I said, let's walk back there and let's see what God wants to do. And as we went back to that moment, all of a sudden Jesus was there with her and she was no longer powerless. After that moment, then we were able to come into the present and say, okay, why at that moment where you gave in to powerlessness, where you thought you had no option, where you were tempted and you didn't think that there was any way out. Now we know that there is. I said, do you want to ask God to forgive you for giving in? She said, yes, I do. And she was immediately just completely willing to ask God to come in. The Lord came in at that moment and he completely, immediately, fully healed her. I saw the Lord, I saw a vision of the Lord come in, and he had in his hand, I couldn't figure out what it was at first, I kept saying, Lord, what do you have in your hand? And then I realized he had light in his hand, like a round sphere of light. And I said, Lord, what do you want to do? And I saw the Lord take that light and push it in her chest. It was incredible. And it was immediate. And it was healing. The Lord said that he wants to heal. Immediate healing of that lingering thing. That thing that's been lingering. That thing that has been hounding and dogging you. I love the book of Mark because Mark uses the word immediately 36 times. Immediately. Jesus did it immediately. Immediately they got up. Immediately they were healed. Immediately. I love it. The two other things, both of them men, 
which thrills me. Oh, God, thank you. Um, the first one. Um, at prayer last week, as we were praying for breakthrough, um, one of our men, and I want to read to you what he wrote. I have his permission, although I won't tell you his name. He said that when he was growing up, the first time he ever came to Reno was when he was 10 years old with his mother to get a divorce. And so here he was in Reno at 10 years old, and then he never lived here until just a few years ago when he and his wife moved here. So he said, he said, today God showed me the depth of the roots of those strongholds back in that year when he was 10. God showed him. He said, I'm trying to um, read only some because we got to go. It's late. He said, I saw a tree with its roots decreasing more and more. A bit strange, but this tree had a rocket engine on either side running and pulling hard at the roots. Then suddenly, as the roots diminished, it broke loose and sped away at incredible speed. The Lord pulled that whole thing out of him and set him free spontaneously. God initiated in a moment. Wow. And then I got another email from a... Um, a man, a man friend. And he said that, that God just brought to his mind a memory of something that happened to him when he was a, a child. Men are saying stuff like this. Pray for your man or men or who, you know, pray for them. That God will bring revelation like this. And so he said that when he was a child that he had done some creative at a at a children's um, activity he had done something creative there he had gotten in trouble for it because he was not fitting in and that had affected him for years and years and years and now God is coming in and healing him immediately Tamara, will you go to the piano? Oh, some of you care about the blinks. Here they are. <sighs> Six, immediate countenance glow comes as Jesus Christ sets you free from the place where you got stuck in the past. And number seven, as you are restored, you can give light. To everyone in your household, read the scripture below that. It says that if your light, if your face is glowing, if you have light in you. Oh, I forgot. Thanks, Marla. If you have light in you, 
there's not enough time. There is not enough time. I brought a, Marlo is just reminding me, I brought this whole case of beauty products. And many of them are called Miracle Worker and, um, you know, lots of names like they're going to do that kind of stuff for us. And I'm actually going to put this case where you can, if you want to, you can pick a prize tonight, maybe by the cafe. Thank you. I really wanted to tell you the names of some of those things. Alas, the time. (sighs) The scripture says that you can bring light to your whole household, you by yourself. Let's stop complaining at our husbands and trying to get them to be something that God is not requiring of them. The scripture also says in 1 Corinthians 7, 14, that we as women can sanctify an unbelieving spouse. That's a whole message in itself, isn't it? The baptism of fire promised through Jesus Christ is true beauty and real glow. Okay, there are places in many of us where we got stuck as kids and God said that he's going to immediately fix that lingering thing. Maybe it's a relationship that that it just hurts. It's just ongoing pain. And God says he can immediately heal that. Many of you have heard me say it so many times. He reaches into the past. He heals forward. And so I encourage you, we, in this moment, in this minute that we have, would you, would you bow your heads and, and tell God that, that he can bring up any memory that he wants to heal. Now, don't go digging around yourself. I'm, I caution you, do not go digging around. But welcome the Holy Spirit to come in and to identify the place where, where he wants to heal. And then ask him, ask God, ask him where he was at that moment when the pain or the wounding or the molestation happened. And as he shows you, look to him and let him take care of it. Now, Father, you have promised me, you spoke that word immediately. And you said that you would do it. And so, Father, even as I as I I just spread my hand across these women you love, I ask, Father, that you will do that, that you will that 
you will bring that immediate freedom and, and that change. And I thank you, Father, that you will. And I praise you. I praise you, Father, and I thank you. In the name of Jesus.